Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewhale.com and check it out. We had some pretty viral hits on Facebook, like our hockey video. I still remember the first hour hit a million views and then went on to do like 40 million views. That's Ryan Beauchene, and he's created a persona for his dog who has gotten tens of millions of subscribers across all the platforms and hundreds of millions, if not billions of views. He's won a People's Choice Award and launched a business through it. We're gonna be talking about how he built that audience and some of his best practices about tapping into his community to launch a brand and new products. Make sure you're subscribed because we are doing three episodes of Pit Stop this week. Welcome back to Pit Stop. Joining me is my friend Ryan Beauchene. You might know his dog more than you know him because his dog Crusoe has... Uh, I think 8 million followers that I counted, probably closer to to 10 a, across all the networks. I think these stats are, I wrote them down and don't want to screw it up, but 1.5 million subscribers on YouTube, over 3 million on Facebook, 180K in your Facebook group, 826,000 on Instagram, and 1.7 million fans on TikTok, and you've gotten over a billion views of your content. So Ryan, welcome. I hope I said your last name right. I know that literally no one gets it right on the first try, but welcome. Thanks for joining me on Pit Stop. <laughs> literally no one does, but thanks for having me, Lucas. And thanks for retallying those numbers. I haven't done that in a while. Well, I looked it up and then realized that not only do you have all those followers, you're also a fan via your dog, Crusoe, of legendary New York rapper, Fat Joe. <laughs> I guess. I don't even recall, but if you say so. <laughs> So we're going to talk about a few different things you really have done so much, but it all started with building the audience of, of Crusoe. And I think everyone starts an Instagram account for, for their dogs. You were a little bit ahead of the curve with that. And, and what did you do differently that just grew that following to be so big? And obviously when TikTok, I say it took off during the pandemic, it was around before that, but it really mm -hmm. grew up the last couple of years. What do you think the big difference is uh, between getting how you got started versus just being able to have that existing audience and then show up on on other platforms? Where, where I mean, let's start with with that. Where did you get get started and sort of your first million views? Yeah, I mean, there's it's been a long road and there's there's so much to say about it all. I'll try to keep it fairly condensed. Uh, but yeah, as you said, we we started pretty far back. I mean, Crusoe is going to be 12 next week. And we started when he was a year old. So we've been doing this 11 years, which is pretty crazy. And yeah. uh, we were definitely fortunate in our timing kind of when we started doing all this. And when I started, I still like to say this, I had no intention of making it what it is today or becoming an influencer. I didn't even hear the term influencer until a few years in. Like it was really purely just a little creative outlet, just a way to kind of express myself, experiment. I didn't know if it was going to last a month, a couple months, what, but it kind of kept growing and kept 
keeping me interested and wanting to see how further I could push it and like what other kind of reactions I could get from people and sort of engagement. So it always kept me motivated and just kept going and going and going. But um, I actually started as a blog and a Facebook page. Those were the two original platforms. Wow. So our, our strategy and brand and Crusoe's persona is very much based in the writing, actually, which, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's changed a lot nowadays with social media and just, you know, very small Five attention seven. span. Yeah, exactly. 60 edits over 15 seconds. Right. Yeah. All this really short content. So we started as, you know, writing from his perspective and his voice in a blog. I would share those blogs to our little Facebook page that we started mm -hmm. and a hundred percent organic. Like at, at first I would just share it to my own personal Facebook and that's purely how it grew. But I still remember after the first year of the blog, I looked at the stats and it was exponential month over month on the, on the first year, just totally organic. So that was really enticing enticing and exciting to keep going and see what else I could do with it. And then, you know, as we went along, some new platforms came out, Vine came out. Mm -hmm. uh, we were one of the very early adopters as an animal, especially on Vine. Mm -hmm. uh, and we got fairly big there. So it's pretty unfortunate it kind of crashed and burned. I invested yeah. a lot of time there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's, there's lots of things I look back on now that wish I had done differently, whatever, you know, um, Instagram, we did start on Instagram kind of with everybody else, but, uh, when Instagram launched its 15 second videos, which is how it originally launched videos, right. Which was to compete with Vine. Uh, we maintained our focus on Vine for a long time when I should have maybe focused more equally on Instagram. So we kind of lost a little bit of ground on Instagram because of that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and then I, you know, I kept going. We had our videos got longer and longer. Vine is what got us into videos. So they started as 16 second little, little videos, mm -hmm. Instagram. Then they grew to 15 seconds to accommodate Instagram. Then we got up to a minute when Instagram, uh, expanded that to a minute, which then translated over to Facebook. We had some pretty viral hits on Facebook, like our hockey video. I still remember the first hour hit a million views and then went on to do like 40 million views. And wow. it was just everywhere. Like, they were playing on the Jumbotron at hockey games. Every news network had picked it up. It was playing like in Russia on their, their news channels. It was crazy. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. That's it was fun. wild. And that's a really interesting question because I always see uh, all these meme pages, we'll call them. I don't want to name them in case I, I throw them under the bus a little bit accidentally. Okay. But they'll take other creators' content and then in the comments – barely tag you or make it so it's mm -hmm. really you if you really got to go go find the the person where it's from mm -hmm. how do you feel about that D does it contribute to your growth does it make it easier does it bring you people do they compensate you ever so when all these hockey teams and stuff are, are using the video right is there anything in that for you other than it's just cool you know in the early days i was much more kind of protective of our content like i would watermark everything and you know i didn't like people resharing it and stuff uh but that's yeah. changed so much like now i don't really mind like as long as you tag me i'll take the exposure that's fine um and the meme pages i'll name them i guess like nine gag and unilad and stuff like that um definitely you can get some growth from them for sure still oh, so even it's... though it's mostly to their benefit <laughs> to, to use the, the content. there's definitely some some benefit to it for me 
So, so it's not totally yeah. n- not negative, but but neutral. It's still yeah. better than yeah. nothing. Yeah. yeah. What would you say the sort of status of the platforms are are now? Obviously, you've got twice as many followers on on TikTok as, as Instagram. So I think that speaks volumes mm-hmm. to, to to its growth. Do you still get organic reach on, on Facebook on the page versus on your your group? What are sort of the nuances of each platform as we go into 2022? Mm-hmm. One of the best things I set up was that group, actually. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's that's really captured a lot of our core fan base. And it's a really engaging community. There's a lot of back and forth between the members where they can, you know, express their their fandom of Crusoe, but also dachshunds or their dogs in general. You know, they we we build a lot of uh, supportive content off of our main content being the episodes. So you know, we'll do like trivia and different little questions and engaging things with the fans there. So that's like a really powerful community, even though it's not massive. I think it's really important. Um, Instagram and Facebook have not really grown a lot for me, especially over the last couple of years like they're they're active and engaging but pretty stagnant in terms of growth um tiktok is definitely the one where i see like you still have a lot of viral potential there mm-hmm. with the way their algorithm works and the for you page and stuff i think it's really good and instagram is obviously kind of taking some hints from that with their uh, real Reels. discovery yeah, and stuff hints. like that I, I i took some hints in grade 11 math class from the person <laughs> beside me ryan <laughs> <laughs> yeah Instagram is uh, really good at taking hints from everybody else. <laughs> but so is YouTube, right? YouTube shorts and stuff. But well, everyone just copies everyone. It's yeah, a different yeah. brand. Both Colgate and Crest have mint toothpaste. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we're kind of losing sort of the, the niche appeal of each network. Like Each one used to do something well. You know, Instagram used to be really a photo sharing site that everyone appreciated. It was cool. People would actually edit their photos and mm-hmm. upload it and you could connect with other people in the same community and if you were into cooking or, or food, you could find nuances of that, but it just, it, it does feel that everything's the same and, and very mm-hmm. scripted now. Yeah. It's following yeah. a formula of, of success. There's yes. very little original thought sometimes. Yes. That's why I hate superhero movies. It's just the same formula. <laughs> trying to is. milk every brand franchise for everything they can. But it, it works. So why I know, it does. It does. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that that's all really, really interesting. We're going to talk a little bit about the brand side of it. I know that you've worked with a ton of brands on the next episode. So if any of your followers have have come and listened and you you own a Shopify store, you saw an Etsy maybe, Amazon, you want to, stay tuned, hit the subscribe button. If you're looking for the the in-depth Crusoe interview, might not be the podcast. I I know that you can engage with Ryan in, in the group, but... Don't leave a negative review saying that you wanted to know every little thing about Crusoe because this is more the the operation side, the boring side, the grown-up side of it. But there was one question that I had to ask coming from Twitter. (laughs) Who's a good boy? Oh, I know this one. Yeah. Crusoe. Oakley? Oh, Crusoe. What an odd boys. There are are no bad dogs. Daphne's a good girl, too. She is a good girl. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the next episode.
Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewhale.com and sign up today.